In the 1960s, Goodyear launched a space-age product, glowing tires. Made out of a translucent material, these new fancy tires could be produced easier than standard rubber tires and could be dyed in any color you liked. Only problem, they had a tendency to melt in hot weather and slide off the road if it was wet. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. My stomach is rumbling. I'm not sure if the mic picked that up. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Rasmus. And I'm Red. And I'm Jan. Oh, God. A great start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not going to interrupt him today. I'm not going to interrupt him today. I'm going to hold myself back. This is Two Thirds Folk Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I did just eat. I don't, I don't know what's happening. But anyway, you, you, you're always just after a meal somehow, like your whole life is just after a meal. Well, yeah. Don't, don't you eat three times a day? Like a normal person? Yeah. So do I? No, no. You eat way yeah, the more than The one is just all day. Yeah. That's all right. Okay. Yeah. So one, one, one whole meal, like just one constant that, that meal. <laughs> okay. Anyway. How the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Red. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not well. Uh, maybe you can hear that because I've been sick uh, the whole week. Um, having a bronchitis, I believe it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah that's, what, that's what you called it two weeks ago as well. Yeah. So same thing. Uh, still, uh, I'm trying to f- fight it. <laughs> um, because my dog was away uh, last week, so I figured, ah, let's uh, have faith in my immune system. Uh, and I realized now that my immune system is uh, fucked. So um, no pills, no are meds. You, are you trying nothing. to say you have the immune system of an old man? Uh, <laughs> uh, Okay, <laughs> so it's open <laughs> war today. <laughs> uh, Sorry, not yet. too easy. No, uh, no, no. Uh, the, the, the thing is that when we are uh, we are badly educated uh, in France, I believe about uh, health and health uh, how it works. Uh, the habit that we have is when we are sick, sick, we are going to the doc immediately. We receive. Uh, treatment and we heal uh, thanks to the treatment and so the body doesn't really have to fight the thing Ah. itself uh, because the the, the medicine that we receive uh, makes the pain or the symptoms go away so obviously the immune system is working and doing its thing um, but we don't um, go through uh, the week or two weeks of discomfort um, willingly so to speak. Uh, and that's why I, what I tried to do this week, uh, not only because my doc was away and so I couldn't uh, receive a proper treatment and so on and so on, but I just wanted it to try. Sorry, I just wanted to give it a try um, to fight the thing uh, and, and to endure the thing. <laughs> and, and I failed. <laughs> so uh. I'm, I'm st- no, I'm, I'm quite okay, but I'm tired. I'm still coughing. Uh, so I should probably go see my dog to just make this cough go away, uh, and have a probably better voice, uh, better sleep and not being, uh, like super tired all day because of all this. Uh, but yeah, I'm old. I'm not, I'm not healing like a 20 years old uh, boy anymore. 
but you'll see. You'll totally I, I don't like the way you used boy in that sentence. Yeah, okay. yeah. That it's a sweet revenge, uh, but it's only the <laughs> beginning of it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, other than that, I worked uh, all week. Uh, I tried to work all week on my next project. Um, it's taking way more time than it should. Uh, because the kiddo is uh, still on holidays, so he's ah. here with me uh, at home, which is great. Um, but it it's not great for my schedule and my working schedule, especially. Yeah, it's 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 a two week autumn holidays. Yeah, kind of exactly. Thing? Yeah, because wow. uh, we had Halloween on Sunday, which was fun. We didn't really dressed up uh, this year because we were kind of all sick, but we decorated the house and we tried to walk around uh, the new neighborhood to see if we could get some candies for the kiddo and we did so it was kind of a Ooh. half success uh, it was interesting did, did it dress up on anything yeah it was it was not in a scary thing because it was kind of improvised last minute so he was in uh he was a harry potter because he had all the thing uh mm. we wanted to do because usually uh thanks to my wife Every single year we dress up for Halloween. And this year, as you have seen, uh, Back to the Future, one, two, three, uh, in mm. one day, because it was like, I wanted to show him a, a cool movie from my childhood. So uh, uh, I, I showed him uh, Back to the Future one. And after the one, he was like, and what about next? So we watched the yeah, second one. Yeah. And at the end, he was like, and then? And so we watched the third one. Uh, <laughs> to go all day, it was very, very cool to see him excited. And now he knows who's Doc, who's Marty, what is a DeLorean, what's the, uh, I don't know how it's called in English, but this thing that enables the DeLorean to go back in time. And uh, so and the so. flux capacitor. Flux yes. capacitor. But it's the same no, thing. No, in fact, flux, but, not flux. Yeah, no, facts. Facts capacitor, <laughs> as, as we say here. That's the, the I, I, know a lot, I know a lot of people who appreciate having a fucks capacitor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so now we wanted to dress up dress up uh, as uh, Back oh. to the Future um, people or character. Like, it would be Marty, I would be Doc, obviously. Uh, and oh, I thought you would be like just, you would be uh, McFly from the future, just hanging upside down. <laughs> that, that, that that's, a, that's a good idea um, <laughs> probably good for your back too <laughs> oh yeah uh, and my wife would have been uh, I believe she's the character is called Claire like the the woman at the end the teacher when they are back oh, in the yeah. old um, days yes um, I, I think I that's think a Claire Claire I think yeah so that was the plan uh, we couldn't make it didn't f- find what we needed to do and had basically no energy to do it because we were all sick. Uh, but we will do that uh, another time. So it was like doing a costume with what we had already at home uh, in like five, 10 minutes just before going out to uh, try to ask for candies. Uh, so it was Harry Potter, it was fun. The next day was... Um, I don't remember what it was, but everybody's here going to the cemetery to put flowers on the tombs of the dead. All Hallows Eve. Uh, yeah. In fact, it's, it's the, the day of the or, death, uh, the dead. And all the, yeah. the, the old saints thing is the next day, if I remember correctly. For it, oh, it, yeah, yeah, you're right. Something like that. 
don't so, know what it's called. Yeah, people are thing. going to the cemetery the wrong day, but anyway. Um, so three days off, uh, we spent a lot of day, a uh, lot of time together, beating the hell out of Super Mario 3D on Switch. Uh, we have all the stamps, all the stars, and and so yeah, it's it's fun to try to play together as a family because it's the kiddo knows the game so well that he's rushing yeah. through all the levels and we are trying to uh follow him uh as we can <laughs> um so it, it's been an interesting week uh of of uh illness work and fun with the the kiddo and the wife so that that's basically my week i yeah. I, I have to ask though have you are you thinking about showing him like super mario 64 Oh, he has a game that has been uh, remade especially for Switch, uh, which are the three first 3D Marios uh, yeah, okay, cool. that went out. Nice. So Super Mario Galaxy that he did in like two days, uh, mm. Super Mario Sunshine, I believe, and the first Super Mario 3D, the, like the old one, the probably for the city, Which the is like the yeah. best one. Yeah, he hates yep. that game, which I can understand <laughs> because the graphics are so different that than what he's yeah. used to. So it's a little bit old uh, for See, him. I, I remember playing that game for the first time, like putting it on and you see that, I don't know, Koopa with the camera just mm-hmm. flying through and we were going like that is amazing yeah. those graphics i haven't seen anything like this before <laughs> it was but now he's used to the switch graphics and to the ps5 graphics uh, he, he played yeah. ghost of tsushima with me and that's the most insanely amazing good looking game that i've ever played um, yeah. Mm. yeah so it's different time uh different era different games but um yeah he he I mean, yeah, it was was a fun week of uh, yeah rest, work, and and games. What about you, Jan? What did you do? Um, not too much. It's kind of a blur right now. Like I said the last time, because the preparation for work for the um, exhibition and for like the end of the year business is pretty intense right now. But on Sunday we went out and had a nice barbecue with friends. Cool. Um, then I went to work on Monday because somebody has to be at the office. Yeah. <laughs> and you draw the short straw? Uh, yeah. Well, I wasn't alone. Actually, colleague was okay. with me. And it's, like I said, it's preparation for the exhibition, everything. So there was quite some stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Um, then in the evening I went, let me think if I have that right. Yeah. Actually in the evening I met a buddy of mine. We went to an Irish pub for a, a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Ooh, sounds uh, dangerous. Um, not really, <laughs> because I've been working a lot and I'm old. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, but I, th- I think yeah, we we went to the Irish pub, had some fun there. There was like some music. It it wasn't that big of a party actually. There, there were people dressed up, but everybody was just sitting around drinking basically, yeah. which I was f- completely fine with. Yeah, that sounds like a good part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then after that, we went a little bit through Stuttgart. I think we had one or two more stops, and then had headed back to um, my hometown. And the next day, I slept in, and I did almost nothing except oh, oh that that was the good part um at the weekend my uh camera that i got arrived nice. so i went Ooh. out and i've seen it yes yeah. and i am absolutely amazed by it oh it's so much fun but <sighs> so for, so for, for for i mean you 
Okay, we yeah. Know, for, to, to, you know, we talked to James Malti, James Malti about this. Yes. But Sh- for nerds like him. It, it's a TLR <laughs> camera. It's like an old camera from the 50s with like two lenses. One you look through from the top and the other one that shoots the, uh, the picture, like a medium format film, like the old rolls. Yeah. Uh, so the good old analog times with a whole of 12 fil- um, pictures on one film. Mm-hmm. And um, I did the first roll, and today I brought it into development. And yesterday evening, um, I figured out that I think I fucked up the <laughs> the whole film oh. because um, oh, looking through the window, it's basically you have two lenses, so you have to accord for parallaxes. So yeah. the the picture was gonna be a little bit lower because it's taken with the bottom lens. And I could even find it yesterday evening. The guidelines that are really slightly imprinted in the um, like the window, the looking mm-hmm. window. Yeah. So I didn't tip take that in consideration while taking the picture. So probably like in every movie, just like uh, in every f- picture, there's like the, oh, the top half cut off. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't care. It was fun anyway. It's a great conversation starter. Yeah, like you're yeah, not able to yeah. go out and have a, um, to make and make a picture without people coming up to me. It's like, oh, what kind of camera is that? Or all the people coming up and it's like, oh, I used to have one of those as a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> like, oh, great. That means you're old. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, but it's it's a ton of fun, and um, yeah, it's not really used to explain too much about it because it's like either like people that are into cameras will know what I'm talking about, but just that feeling walking around and shooting on an old analog film, mm-hmm. having to measure the light, having to do like the whole work around it instead of just taking your phone out and do a snapshot, it's incredible. It's like it's a great film uh, feeling. That's right. Yep. So that. that was that, and then the rest of the week till today was just working back to work. Yeah. And now I'm here, and that was it. And yeah, that's pretty much all I've done. And my week, you ask? Thank you. Yes. What about you, uh, Raz? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That always helps. Didn't he just ta- Oh, no, that was before the... Yeah, so we already heard it, so we don't need to listen to it again. Okay, what's the topic tonight? Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the lot of you. <laughs> no, tell us, tell uh, us. We'll how have you been, again. Raz? No, I, I've been good. Uh, so on Sunday I had a forced day off because someone else was teaching a, a blacksmithing class at, at the workshop. Mm-hmm. So it was nice because then I could stay at home and work on the things I have neglected working on. So I still didn't have a real day off, but hey, it, it's something. Yeah. Less paperwork to do to my, today. Cool. But uh, no. Are you the kind of people who really uh, don't enjoy uh, paperwork or are you the kind of people that kind of uh, consider that part of the job and also enjoy it because there's some satisfaction uh, doing paperwork and be, be done with it? I would take you as the person who would enjoy that he's done with paperwork. Yeah, very much so. There, okay. There's definitely parts of it that I do enjoy, but for the most part, it, it's just an annoyance there's so many parts of it that are just annoying that i have to deal with like what because it's it's kind of the i, I know you're not i don't want to say that you're organization freak but you you like people's stuff being organized and and well done yeah. so I, I consider paperwork being uh, part of it somehow yeah but like uh gathering up receipts and taking pictures of them and sending off to the accountant yeah I, I, yeah, I don't like that. That's, yeah, that's okay. annoying. That, that, that I understand. Uh, answering customer emails, usually also only annoying. Mm. Yes, it gives me business. Yes, I need to do them. Yeah. Uh, but it's also annoying. Yeah, okay. Uh, 
but then there's things like like you say organizing things mm. that's gonna be a lot of fun yeah mm -hmm. but i i i can't do too much of that because then i'll never get to do all the things that is important that i need to do like the accounting stuff and answering customers and all of them um, sure. drawing and well drawing can be fun because i can just put on a good podcast or a tv show or something and i can sit there and sketch and have some reference pictures up on the screen and mm -hmm. just enjoy that process but then there's things where i just like no i just need to research a certain kind of knob that i need to weld things and it's like mm. how the fuck do i figure out the name of this in england in norwegian so i can buy it locally and get it in time and mm -hmm. that kind of shit yeah, yeah. Uh, which is it's fun to do the research it's annoying that i have to do it under pressure yeah, totally. But like, that. but yeah. like you say, organizing things, making system in Notion—that's a lot of fun. Mm. I have a list of things I want to improve in my system in Notion. I have a list of stuff that I need to make list of. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. And, and it's it's just like I—it's not necessary. The thing works well enough as it is. Yeah. I would just like to improve upon it and make things interconnect a little bit better. And I haven't had like the downtime to sit and just do that without the pressure of feeling I need to do other things. Yeah, no. I, I believe that being self-employed, you you will always have the pleasure, the, the, not the pleasure, also the pleasure, but the pressure of having to do something else um, yeah. than the thing that you are currently doing. Mm -hmm. When I'm working on a project, I know that I have to uh, readjust sometimes the pattern for the project because I see something or saw something that's not working uh, in the pattern compared to real life project. And then I know that I will have to edit the video and, and publish it and uh, answer to the customer, uh, order email and so on and so on. So you're always working, even though you are not, when you are resting, you, it's always in the back of your mind. So yeah, I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. Uh, but what I've actually been doing this week, apart from working on things that I should have done weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, the tiger I, cage? No, that, yeah, also, but that's different. Okay. Uh, I, I built uh, one of one of the woodworkers at Krulofta, the makerspace I'm working at, uh, had a job for me where he needed to build, I have wanted a, like a, a steel frame for like a, ooh, what's, what's it called? It's a sort of a, a sofa table between you and the TV kind of thing. Coffee table? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, coffee table. Yeah, that's the word. So I, I made two of those, just angle iron, steel, welding together, kind of a lot of cutting and getting things to fit. Okay. And then, of course, getting a drawing that's like, I appreciate the fact that you tried to draw, but I can't use this. Yeah. <laughs> Please give me something with numbers on it <laughs> and with a bit of a, and, and with a perspective that makes sense so I can actually visualize what you want it yeah. to look like. Um. I'm hoping I can get a good picture of it when he got all the wood in it and it looks kind of nice. But at the moment, it's basically just a coffee table with uh, a shel two shelves underneath and then a third one in the middle, kind of, that's So at the moment, it's just up. the frame and he will put the, the wood on top of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen it with the wood. Uh, it's just not all done yet so and it's looking really cool. Cool. So Nice. Yeah. But that means I have now spent more than a week pretending to be a welder and I don't like it. Because on okay. yesterday, I started welding up the, the dome that's going on a large well, well cover I'm working on. Yeah. And I got, I'm nearly halfway now, but it's just a lot of angles to figure out. And because the well 
is a, a couple hundred years old, I think. Mm-hmm. It is quite far from being a perfect circle. Yeah, yeah. So I I spent way too much time trying to make the perfect diameter circle using that uh, multicraft uh, metal craft jigamadig I, I got that yeah. I can just roll roll it through yeah. and get trying to get it perfectly and then showing up there is like right this fit. well is fucked yeah <laughs> so it's it's it it looks uh how to describe it it's kind of oval ish except it looks like someone dropped the oval so it's like a hard indent almost at one corner okay of the oval which is kind of annoying so it, it was sort of okay I, I brought the kit up there I got a f- help with a friend of mine we was fiddling around we got it into well it we noticed that okay it's it's butting up against the edge of there and it's pu- pulling out here so we break that and bend that and do all of that adjusting on the spot and it took us an hour up there to just get like the thing to fit inside a well mm-hmm. and then getting down to the workshop and then starting cutting and welding and fabricating all of it yeah, it was just funny seeing like you do that you post the pictures and it's like oh look i'm like completed to like 30 percent something like that looking at yeah. it and it's just like is he doing props now is he's making because it looks like he's making the top of like a bird cage or something <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, pavillon no. bird cage i was uh, yeah i was seriously thinking you were making something for a theater <laughs> I thought it's like, oh, now now he's picking a fight with Cowell. <laughs> <laughs> I would never dare to. She's fierce and she knows how to hide a body. Yep. <laughs> Especially inside of a costume. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So, so what I sent you a picture of is the two halves uh, sort of hold, held together. Mm-hmm. So to make it look sort of rise and get it to fit together, I, I, I clamped it together and then worked from it, on it from there. But... Now I actually got, and the funny thing is the, the open space we have in the workshop in between like where the power hammer is going and the gas forge and the anvils, mm-hmm. it's pretty exactly like three meters and 10 centimeters. And this dome is three meters in diameter. Okay, good. I was wondering yep. how you got those 10, where you got those 10 centimeters from, but yeah. Luck, pure luck. Yeah. <laughs> A quick question though, because, uh, yeah. when you went, uh, you went to install it or to check it? Or, or? No, just to, because I knew the well was uh, not perfectly circular, I wanted to go up there and make sure that the thing fits inside. Okay. Because it's going to be recessed from the edge, uh, like 10 centimeters down. And was it your first visit? No, this was the second. So I went, okay. met with the client, took a lot of me- rough measurements. Mm-hmm. And then as I was about to start the project, I brought it up there again to make sure like the base of the well of of the the dome okay will fit inside and then shrinking things down a few centimeters here and there to make it like a bit more spacious okay. and then fabricating everything up mm-hmm. and now being super anxious up until the point where I can deliver it and put it inside and hopefully it'll just fit yeah yeah sure because it it there's um uh, he had some contractors come in and drill holes into the side of the well and put some like bolts in there yeah. So it has a, something to rest upon. Okay. And so I just need to make it rest on all of those, as many of those bolts as possible, but some are crooked and not in the same level. So it's going to be interesting anyway. You can but. still adjust the bolts with the torch if you have one and, and when you go on site for the install. Yeah, I can do a hell of a lot of things. I can also just fabricate shit up to put on the bolts to extend them and lift them and adjust all of that. Yeah. I just don't want to. Yeah, yeah no, you sure. ju- or just make it so it fits like the first time. <laughs> yeah, that would be the easiest uh, how, thing. How do you how do you do stuff like that? Because you said you had like ten uh, centimeters to spare. Were you aware of that, or did you just like take the that contract a, and were like, oh, I'm gonna wing it, and then you mesh and you go like, oh, this is gonna be 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the 10 centimeters leeway I had was just into open floor space at the workshop mm. without having to move a lot of equipment out of the way. Okay. So that was, I mean, I knew there was more space in there, but then we also got a power hammer in. And I was like, yeah. then I started looking at the space and I was like, hmm, hmm. I wonder if this actually fits. And yeah, it, it yeah. did. So, but yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll also probably bring it up to the customer uh, bef- when I have it done, roll it together before we send it off to get painted as well, just to make sure that it actually fits before I have to cover, get it painted and then start to cut it apart to make it fit again, so to speak. You're talking about the three meter diameter, uh, three, yeah, three meter diameter. Yeah. Um, uh, are you aware about the street rules about how wide something is allowed to be to be transported or? It's two halves, it's fine. Okay. Also, there's the, the, we have a vertical dimension here in Norway, mm-hmm. which which is a good thing. So it, it, it can yeah, be transported. I mean, it. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, if you look at Oslo, you wouldn't think that way because everything is just widespread, not high rise built. So well, that, it's, it's because... a fair point that he's ha- he has to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not like Oslo is the most vertical capital in the world or something stupid. No, not, <laughs> not, not I, relevant at all. I, I did ask the question because I, I saw a guy on the internet the other day, probably on Instagram, making a, a big cardboard like pattern of the thing that he needed to build. And I was yep. thinking that maybe you could have done that, like put some cardboard onto the wall, to the well, just to draw the circle, which yeah. is not a real circle, to have a base of the dimension of the thing that you wanted to build. That maybe that's too much of an hassle to do. Uh, no, I could definitely have done that. I could also, I mean, it's it's a bit back and forth. Um, what would would have been a hell of a lot easier is if the customer wanted this dome to be rest on top of the edge of the well and mm-hmm. not be recessed. Yeah, because then I could. Basically, just make it a perfect circle, and it will just sit on top of there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but because he wanted to spend a lot of money, which I don't mind, yeah, uh, I had to be creative. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully you'll post pictures when it's all done, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have some pictures, and I filmed a little bit that I haven't posted anywhere yet because I wanted to finish the whole of it, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, but I had to spend a lot of fun with lasers and like the. Um, What's it? Laser measurement devices, like the cross ears kind of thing that levels itself and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I could sort of Laser get level. my line. Yeah, that's the word. Yes, I should have used that one uh, to help to help me get everything nice and pretty and make it look nice. Because also one thing I realized is because the thing is uneven, there's an uneven distance from the center of the cover out to the edge. So. There's no easy way of figuring out like what's the center level of all of it without using a laser level. Math. But when I yes, and I did some math, and then I gave up and brought out a laser level, which is smarter and quicker, probably. Yes, yes, it was smarter. I don't know, but uh, quicker, definitely. Yes. That's basically my week, though. Cool. Just bashing my head against math and trying to break it apart. And lasers. And lasers. Lasers are cool. Lasers. Yeah, lasers make everything better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Pew pew. But to segue beautifully into today's topic, I also got an email last week mm. about being invited to uh, Rødosmartan in Sorry, February. What? Yeah, uh, a large market in Norway. Okay. I think it's one of the oldest. It was started by a national decree in 1853. I think it was. Okay. But the king, the king decreed there's supposed to be a market in this town 
that day. from Tuesday till Friday or Saturday or something uh, in that week and in February kind of thing. Uh, and it's been going now for 170 years. That's very cool. And I got an email saying, you should apply for this. And I'm like, well, okay. And then starting to looking at what that would entail. And it is it is a very big market. Would the email came from? It was like a, uh, someone that doesn't like you, that wanted you to go there because he knew it was trouble? I, or someone that I do not know. To... Okay. Uh, I yeah i i can double check actually i'd never looked proper who it came from i just like ooh, this is scary but you're still considering going well that's the topic sort of uh does it make sense to me uh no I, okay so I, I got the thing actually from the market themselves so probably they got a tip from someone that oh they should oh talk so to this so guy from the king or is it the prince from zimbabwe no, uh, so yeah, no, my, my, my thinking has been like, this is a really big market. We're talking, I don't even know how many people. We're talking 50,000, maybe 100,000 people over the course of a week. Okay, so week. this is like a it, completely different size from what you're usually doing. Yeah. yeah it's a very, Norm- very normally, big the markets I've been at had had a maximum of like 1,000 people a day. So the whole country I, was there. And and now Sweden as well. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's where I went. I was in it. <laughs> um, so so I I had to go through this whole thinking thing of like, okay, it is in the middle of February. It's I'm missing a market during the winter. I, I have no markets basically from December mm-hmm. until in May, okay. mid May. And when I when mean, is that one? What's the date? This one is in the middle of February, just about. Middle of February. So yeah, okay. Outside? Inside? Outside? uh, It's both, but I'm going to be inside. Okay. But of course, that also costs more. And just like ballpark guesstimations of how much it will cost me just in expenses to go there, Mm -hmm. we're talking close to 1,500 quid. Okay. With the feed for the market and renting a booth and space and hotels and driving. It's... uh, How far away of a drive is it from Oslo? Eight hours, I think. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. far away. Yeah. And of course, food and hotels and all of that. But also... Especially food. Especially food. Yeah, so... <laughs> so 1,500 euros, you said, for the yeah. whole weekend. So you can uh, get that in half for the real expenses, uh, aside from meals. Uh, I mean, all of, all of that will be a business <laughs> expense. So, I mean, it's it's... It's yeah, not out still, of my pocket. You, it's, you, yeah, you it, but it is a cost it. to the business, yeah. and I need to sort of justify it. I need to look at like what is my potential earnings for all of this, and it's a good reason this market has been like just just sort of looking at sort of the trust people have in this market. It's been going for 170 years. People mm-hmm. clearly make enough money at this market to make it worth it. Yeah. So my my so, first question would be, um, do you want to go? Yeah, because I don't have a market in winter yet. And if I can get my foot into this one and it goes well, I can have a regular gig on in February. Yeah. Question is, do I now have enough time to produce enough stock to make it worth it this year? Should I go anyway? Just for the prestige or to keep the spot? I, I would like expect that. there's a waiting line for it. Like every big market of that size usually has like a waiting list. I mean, they're probably not yeah. just going to ask anyone to just like, oh, yeah, come on. 
So m someone has must have spread the word. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get an explanation of why they reached out to me, other than they just know I apparently might do markets. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing some of the other markets I've been to, some people know people, and maybe they... Some people, honestly, have, might have told me I should have been at this one before, mm. and I have just neglected to look at it. Uh, I know that conversation has been about another market. Uh, this is north towards Trondheim uh, and a bit. Uh, another one is out west from Oslo, where also I've been told I should be at this market, but that's also like there's a shit ton of blacksmiths there already, so I'm not sure. I haven't prioritized it. And it's also been in a season where all they do a lot of markets, so it's like, should I try to stress about doing one more? And it's like, no, I haven't bothered. But this one is February. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have a good excuse not to, because it would be really nice, sort of after the lull of Christmas sales, to have something to look forward to, and I can get another big influx of money. Yeah. And then, of course, start to panic again, because, oh, suddenly spring is here, and I need to get ready for the spring markets. So considering that you already have the will to go there, uh, that it's apparently a market big enough to bring you a lot of clients and a lot of uh, good vibes and yeah. improve your reputation, uh, if needs be, in, at least in that area. Um, I think the the other consideration that you, you, you should have is, can I make enough stuff without uh, um, killing myself, destroying my health, or getting so tired that going to the market will be like a, a real struggle and, and some yeah. bad experience. Um, if you can manage to do enough stuff between now and the market to be ready for it, um, not having to create new items, but stuff that you already sell on markets and you know that are selling on the market, um, enough of them and maybe um, um, step up your game to be. I don't. I. I I'm just assuming that mm. as it is a big market, all the people with a booth will be like maybe dressed up, or the decoration will be a little bit better than a small market in a small ville. So if you can step up your game a little bit without having to struggle too much for it or invest too much money for it. Um, I think that that's that's really the only thing that you you need to consider. Like the will is there, you know that it will probably be uh, a successful market or at least successful enough to bring you money throughout the winter, mm -hmm. waiting yeah. waiting to the next one uh, yeah. in in May. You said I think yeah. Um, so it's all about preparation for that yeah how, right? how yeah. you what, what are you, what are your plans about like regarding the products you want to sell is it i would imagine it would be quantity over quality on this one and i'm not talking about bad quality i'm talking about maybe instead of a rose which takes you by now probably like 20 minutes to make it's probably going to be like a bottle opener which is more made in four or five minutes so you can produce more of them you have more to sell uh well, your thinking is correct, but roses is the thing that I will absolutely definitely bring because I can bring such a large... I, I can actually make enough of them to make it worth only to go there with roses. Okay. So yeah, this is the other thing, of course, what sells best, but you probably also want to have parts you can sell there for basically just you're not sold out on the second day and you're sitting there with an empty yeah. booth. I mean, uh, I would... 
I would love to be able to sell out in a, just a couple of days uh, because then it knows I know my products are correct. I just needed more time to produce enough of them, mm-hmm. and which I would be fine with because this is the first time I don't have a good scope of how many people actually attend. Yeah, so I I, uh, I, I can go deep into sort of how I would going to calculate out like how much time I need to produce enough stuff to make this market worth it. But the biggest thing I I would like to do for this market is, which this would be a good excuse for, is to actually build myself a proper booth. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. Uh, like honestly, I really like a lot of the, the simple aesthetics of what the Forge brought to Maker Central, yeah. like both this year and last time. Uh, except of course, I don't want to steal their thing out, right? But I like the style of it, like wooden slabs nicely painted something durable yeah. and something that's easy to clean because blacksmithing stuff is dirty mm-hmm. uh and then going a bit vertical from there with having nice shelves having dedicated shelving and pockets of things for all of the different items so i can have yeah. piles of them yeah. easily there i can hide more underneath behind but it's an easy way of displaying as much things as possible mm-hmm. and make it look nice at the same time mm-hmm. and honest like that part is the thing I'm struggling the most with. But it's also the thing that I want to make them make right. Because if I do this right now, I can use this for all the other markets coming up the rest of the year. Yep. I think you you need to... Um, it's like random ideas. We are kind of brainstorming here, right? Um, I think we you, you have to definitely take one or two days to plan how mm. you want your your booth to look like uh and then i need to plan it so around so. the products i'm going to bring yeah mm-hmm. the, what what what's uh, how is your stock uh looking right now do you have do you have enough for the, the next market till like end of december um almost i have enough time to make the last things that i'm lacking okay for the, 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 I have like one market in two weeks, three weeks nearly. Okay. Thereabout. Um, two weeks from this comes out, I am finished my market, my second, my last market for the year. Uh, and for that market, like, I, I need to make more of the leaf hooks. I would like to make a couple of more knife blades. Mm-hmm. Uh, knife blades is the one thing I know always will sell, but it's also the thing that I spend too much time on to get right. Yeah. And I, I, I don't make enough money just time-wise making them. Yeah, for sure. Roses is so much easier and I can do them so much quicker. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I make a hell of a lot more money making roses than I do knives. And they sell almost as well. It's still the problem is it takes me so much longer to make the knives that I can't keep them in stock. Yeah. But also that means maybe I should just rise my prices a little bit so that they sell slower and I'll make a bit more money back. That's a different conversation. Mm, um, yeah. Uh, I, I personally wouldn't do that. Um, at least not the you, first You would just year. say, get good? I, I, I would, no, to be <laughs> honest, I would make as much shit as I can, go mm. to that market with the nicest boost that I, I could come up with. Uh, sorry, sorry, are you talking about the, the one I have the in big two one. weeks? Or or the, 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 the big one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the big, the big yeah. one in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in February. Okay. Um, and see from there, if you sell too quickly because you are too cheap, well, you'll know for the, the other markets and, and, and that one for next year. Uh, yep. If there is so many blacksmiths over there 
like other than you, other blacksmiths saying, selling the same stuff, you know that you need to come up with different products because there is a lack in the offer um, yeah. and, and so on and so on. So I, I would take that opportunity to go to that big market as a very good thing, a, a, a very good way to learn from uh, experience what that specific market is about compared to the one that you've already been to um, and see how different it is. Yeah. But I would also fucking enjoy myself making a fucking nice looking booth uh, with like, as you said, shelves and maybe wooden trees to hang my stuff to. Uh, like being Ooh, that's a good idea, different actually. to uh, compared to what other people will do or could do or like yeah. trying to emerge from the mass of the people sitting over there. So next time when you not not this year, like 2023, mm -hmm. but 2024, when you go back there, much prepared because you will know like at the end of the market, you will know if you go back next year or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you yeah, would yeah. have one year to to prep for it. Uh, now you have like two months or so. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, just just enjoy it. Make as many stuff as you can. If you lose a little bit yeah, of money, good, that's a good variety. Watch what yeah. sells. Watch what sells. Have fun. See how it looks. Uh, uh, and if you you will not, I I don't believe you will lose any money. Like. If, no, I don't think I will. So, so e even if you are like even at you have one thousand five hundred uh, euros as e uh, expenses and you make one thousand five hundred euros, you will still have gained the experience, the knowledge, and everything yeah. that comes with it for the next time, for the next year. So it will definitely be a plus to go there. And if you don't do it, I, I mean, it's still in, in the way I would do it because I have seen so many people um, sending uh, or not sending laser items on markets that every time that I saw them, I said, what the fuck are you doing? I would never do things like that. Your booth is not this or, or too much that and you show too many products. Um it can be. I mean, if, uh, j just one thing. Um, the last time I went to, uh, in a Renaissance fair, it was a medieval fair actually, uh, but same thing, but different. Um, a, a guy was selling uh, leather items. It it claimed, uh, and from the look of, of it, I think it was true that it was all handmade, one hundred percent handmade leather items. Right on his booth, he had like. Um, 25 or 30 different notebooks, uh, 25 or 30 uh, different bracelets, laser bracelet. So it, it too many items that it looked to me or it, it was uh, proper, properly handmade, but the number was so impressive to offer to the the potential customer so such a variety well, it wasn't of stuff special. that it was not first it was not special and it was it it couldn't be uh, handmade yeah. that it was machine made like like laser cut or something. Well, um, he's been sitting there probably all year making them for this market, and people go absolutely. like, "Oh, they're machine made." <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. because because uh, exposing too much variety gives you the impression that you are in the supermarket and not in 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 a market yeah. with mm -hmm. uh handmade unique objects so 
I don't think it's a good thing to show too much of what you can do or what you have in stock because it could, um, at least to me, uh, it would rightfully give the impression to the potential customer that it's not you. Yeah, I mean, like you're a fraud somehow because you are not demonstrating on site what you can do with a hammer and anvil. Uh, they can't. They will have to trust that you have made those items in your shop, mm. uh, unless you show uh, an iPad with a video of you working on, uh, and that that's also which, which is a thing I also want to bring. I want yeah. to. I, I think I mentioned it. I want to forge a picture frame and stick an iPad or something in it. Mm. There you go. Um, remembering Oslo, um, I think Rasmus also has that part down because all, everything he had laying on the table was basically four or five mm-hmm. of one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think you had the box in the back basically, like, or hidden underneath the table. So if people would buy it, you could just like pick out a new one and put it yeah. on there. Uh, it's definitely a good thing, uh, what you're saying, uh, Red, with mm-hmm. if you show too many of a thing, mm. It, one thing is like even if they are special it starts to get a lot of noise yeah. and you only see like this is all notebooks and even though they're all different colors all different textures it sort of gets overwhelming yeah if you were to only show a couple to show the variety of them just a spectrum of how different you can make them that will make them look all a bit more special yeah. and then of course you can always just be upfront with people and saying like oh you I mean, you want the like bits of this and like bits of this. I have one here that got that. Yeah. Or here's here's the catalog. Basically, you can just flip through all of them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that is also an option. Yeah. Um, other but, question: While we're brainstorming or about the planning phase of that, um, I know that you usually, or at least back in Oslo, you were heavily promoting your blacksmithing classes. Yeah. Is this something be, like being worth it in Sweden because of the eight-hour drive? Like, are people actually taking the trips? It's, it's up not to in Norway? Sweden, but I like the joke. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it's 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 still in it's up in Norway, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. get that. I was actually thinking it was in the Sweden. North. Oh, said that. The north. The yeah. north. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, funny thing, like, uh, just about the, the, how stupidly long Norway is. Uh, if you remember the map of Norway, we have the mm-hmm. big mountainous landmass in the south, and you have this long, thin arm going northwards and yep. then it goes a bit bulbous at the top as well so from oslo to like the top of that big bulbous part mm-hmm. that's about eight hours of driving okay so yeah then there's another 20 hours to get to the what? end of norway yeah oh, but it's because yeah. of like the 20 hours of driving is because of the speed limits though if you're only doing 80 kilometers also, an hour then <laughs> and the snow that you have to shovel in front of your own car because nobody goes there so yeah. you have to yeah. make and your the own polar bears blocking the street <laughs> the, there's literal mountain passes in Norway that can get closed in the middle of the summer because of blizzards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you all live in a fucked up country. But no, it's fantastic. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know. I've, it, it, the more I know about Norway, the more I say to my wife, fuck, we have to go there one time because it looks yes, freaking but beautiful. but you need to come during summer or you will die. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't <laughs> underestimate my, me. I'm, I'm from the French Alps and it's cold here as well. Not as cold as mm-hmm. Norway, yeah, for sure. Not- no, no, uh, we, we'll, we'll go during summer. <laughs> that, that's sure. Now, I like okay. the idea that you challenge yourself um, mm-hmm. into going in a big market um, yeah. because you have done big market, but not as big as that one, right? 
it, it was big compared to the smaller one in smaller towns and 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 stuff yeah, so yeah and i i could have gone to and i could have headhunted a bit more for like a larger commercial markets to go to mm-hmm. like more like almost like more like trade expos yeah and but, but there would still be like handcrafted people there like there's um just outside of oslo honest there's the as a hunting market hunting fair kind of thing mm-hmm. it's in a massive big hall uh, thousands upon thousands of square meters i i could have had them to try to get in there but we're still having the same discussion of at what point can i actually make the the leap and go that far into it and have enough stuff prepared and honestly as well this is the first time where i probably could actually produce enough stock in in advance and have the system for it i have the routines for it and at the same time have the thinking of okay but how can i make my booth the best it can possibly be uh, is there a theme uh, to this market somehow because it's it's been decided by a king though so is, is there some kind of uh renaissance fair or medieval fair vibe into uh, into it i would like to say kinda but it's more like just very traditional norwegian from a hundred years ago okay so i i don't think i would go further specified further than that Mm -hmm. or go further back in time than that okay but uh my impression of the market so far and i I need to actually at at the same as doing all my research in here like send an email to the organizers ask us just some basic numbers like what's the what what do you expect the visitors to be what's the record or what's Mm -hmm. the the numbers from previous years yeah um how many other blacksmiths are likely going to be there etc mm. etc et and get some numbers in and also like okay is this actually a good market for me and which of the two halls they have should i apply should i try to get a boost in yeah because if one of them is very commercial and one is very handmade mm-hmm. i want to be in the handmade one of course yeah for sure so i i need to do a bit more thinking in that vein as well like trying to check everything i can check to make this the best it can be for me uh but one option as well which is not going to happen but i could be outside in the streets yeah and get a booth there mid-february outside in the street would be would be challenging it would be easy to sell your pieces though like everybody who take one in their hand it would just freeze to them (laughs) they're just gonna (laughs) just like the second they touch it just throw a little bit of water on it and just yeah (laughs) so uh, honest though, fun fact about Oderos, the town this is in, it's one of the coldest cities during the winter in the, in the quote-unquote south of Norway. Yeah. Like negative 30, negative 40. Oh, damn. And it is because of how it's located inside of all the mountains, they have built massive mirrors on top of one of the mountains so that during winter, the sun actually gets reflected no and gets down way. into the city. Oh, I think we went fine. there. That is that with the 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 water, the the heavy water. No, different. Oh, different. But it also had the mirrors. Yeah, yeah. See, there's there's more than two, more than one town in Norway with mirrors. Yeah, there, there are three. <laughs> also, <laughs> and the two ones that you just talked about. Uh, that, Maybe. I, I I think it's 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 one of the top your top priority is to is to know if you will be inside of outside. Uh, because it's an all different I, I story. I need to be inside because yeah. I, I don't want to... I, I'm not selling anything that's hot. I'm not planning on playing with fire. Yeah. 
So I want customers to actually have the space of mind and not freezing to death while looking absolutely. at my, my things. So, so that's that's one thing that you need to be absolutely sure if you invest that kind of money to just uh, save your the, the spot yeah. uh, is to, one, be sure of that. Second, as I said, I think it would be a, a very nice experience, not especially to sell a lot this year, but also to learn a lot for next year. And and I, I can't in face in faces emphasis yeah that one um too, <laughs> too much have fun just have fun make a fun booth yeah something yeah. that mm-hmm. that you will enjoy dress up for the occasion like be the be the blacksmith of the market like uh, honest like i have I, I want like a blackboard behind me mm-hmm. and i want it to have like I, you'll, you'll get a joke but i want at least two things written on it and then a line in between the two things yeah and on one side of the line, it will say, my granddad was a blacksmith. Yeah. The other will be, do you shoe horses? And as people come up to me, I can just set marks and just count how many yeah. stupid questions I get. That, yeah, that, that, that kind of cool stuff. But also, yeah, me, uh, having your hammer uh, in your belt, uh, being a little bit dirty yeah. because it, 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 it's like it's the character of, of a blacksmith. I, 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 th- I think the dirt at this point just accumulates naturally. Yeah, sure, I know. <laughs> um, but seriously, one more thing uh, that I think you, you need to consider. How long is going to last the market? Like it's two old days? No, it's five. Five? Oh, five days. Yeah, that's a different yeah. story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's big. So I'll, I'll probably be ending up driving up on Monday and setting up and then driving back home again on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Is weeks. someone going yeah. to, with you or not? Are you going to be all on Maybe. By, my, by yourself? I, I'm hoping I can get someone with me, yeah. Because f- uh, being on your booth all day, sending stuff to people with the n- crowd noise, yeah. um, the drives, yeah. the not sleeping so well because we, you will not be at home and I, I, I don't know the quality of the, the hotel that you can get over there, but uh, it's going to be exhausting. Uh, it's going yeah. to be challenging, uh, even though f- uh, it, only if you consider the, the relation with your customers, the people that you will be talking to. I know that when I am sleep depraved, uh, you shouldn't be talking to me at all. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, so if, uh, if you want to buy my, my stuff, uh, obviously you have to be in good disposition. That That's what I'm, I'm trying to say. Um, so it yeah, will- but rest is young. Yeah, he's young, but still, it's five <laughs> days. I mean, it's five yeah. days no, constantly. From, that will be a lot. Yeah, from morning Especially to evening. Especially if I'm panicking in the last week beforehand to get everything ready. Then, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you you will go there exhausted. I can guarantee that because you, you will have so much to prep. Honest, I'm... Well, yes, that's the reality of it. My plan, though, would be that I finish everything on Friday and I can pack on Saturday and I have Sunday off and then drive on Monday. That would be like... The ideal. Yeah, that's the ideal. But Probably do you not. believe it will happen? You'll be you'll be you in your workshop work. Sunday night, eleven p.m. Yeah. Still banging on metal. Probably, yeah. Oh, I need I need one more one more bottle opener. I need mm. another set of roses. I, I need two more knives, just more. No, but I, I uh, fuck go go for it. Do yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. Go enjoy. Have fun. You'll sell what you will sell. You go with yeah. what you will have. But just have fun and take it. I, I mean, um, what I, I'm trying to say f- since the beginning, I'm also trying to convince myself to go to a market, do a market myself yeah. uh, soon enough. Um, 
experience is is always good. You will not yeah. lose anything, yeah. even if you invest money. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's always a plus for your business to be out there, to be seen, to sell stuff, to um, learn how it works, especially that one, to build yourself a booth. Like you said, you want a better booth uh, mm -hmm. to just enjoy the experience and, and, and say, Damn, I've 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 done this five days market, which is the probably one of the biggest in the country, and that's that was freaking fun, and and yeah. I mean it's also good at advertising for you to just be there because people it's it's I I don't believe that it's um, only the people of that that town that will be to the market. It's maybe a, an event big enough for yeah. People it's from a big destination. Yeah, from other towns to to come and and, and visit and exactly. buy stuff and order online afterwards because they will have seen your work, uh, real life. Yeah, and and Raz, I know it's hard for you because you're such an introvert, but that might be an opportunity <laughs> for some networking. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we both nearly kept our face there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, no, just use use it for networking. If it, yeah, like yeah. from a business perspective, um, you might, well, I think there's a lot of business that comes afterwards just from being there. Like maybe yeah. there's some mixed goods traders there that um, actually have their own store close by in another town and they would like to just get some more stuff for their places to sell or for their shops. So there's, there's always an opportunity to be found yeah. on places like, like that. that. If it's just if you meet someone at another market and yeah. Yeah, that being said, like I've never been to a market that I lost money on, mm -hmm. but I have been to a few markets where uh, it nearly costed me more to get to the market mm -hmm. than I earned at the market. Mm -hmm. But in the following months, maybe a year, I made that back. Yeah, so that's I, good. No, and, and this is a very hard thing to sort of quantify and calculate exactly. But my experience is that it, it, it can take up to three years to get a return of investment of showing up at the market. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you will not get that return of investment if you just show up at the one market. Mm -hmm. It's after you've done three years of them, then suddenly there's a whole lot more people who will come up to you and ask you about things and get more customers from that. Yeah. yeah. You have to be But seen. it can take three years to actually get there, which which makes the first two years really annoying. Mm -hmm. What do you have in your 1,500 euros budget uh, What's that's a number I made up. Uh, I looked at like the prices for like being inside square meterage kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm guessing at the rest. Okay. So gas, food, hotel, basically that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, personally, what I would do is take that number, check all uh, on the nights yeah. still to of the hotels, the gas, and everything to have a like properly uh, detailed um, bill for the week, mm. the whole weekend. Get, get your hotel room in town. Yeah. In time. Yeah. Yeah. And I would add like 500 euros to that to make myself a freaking nice booth uh, yeah. to buy wood, to buy oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that, fabric. That, that's to... a whole different budget in that case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let okay. me tell you from a planning perspective when it comes to like exhibitions and stuff, check for the hotel first. That would yeah. be a make or break deal. If you have to drive every day 30 to 40 kilometers just to get to the mm -hmm. market, like this will kill your mood. Oh, yeah. That's just so much time on the road that you don't want to. And also, yeah, no, if you said it's like fun. one of the coldest places in February, like there, you need a hotel room. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. No, uh, absolutely. There, there's no, there's some things I can't like skimp on in this case, mm-hmm. and that is I need to be comfortable while at the market, both temperature-wise and sleeping-wise. I mean, food for me is not a problem. I, I just need to look for it. Uh, but uh, I need, I also need to get myself a nice booth and uh, just make that. And I think I, in this case, I need, I, I want to make it modular enough modular enough so that i can easily change out products Mm -hmm. and still make it look nice but i also want it to be specialized enough so that it looks like everything has a nice space to be in absolutely i I have a dozen different ideas of how i can solve all of that uh hopefully half of one is good but we'll we'll see how that goes and will Uh, not take a year to um get done hopefully i mean we're talking it's all boxes i just need boxes like one big one to have as a counter and then lots of small ones to build things up and put things in. I mean, it's all boxes. That's that's annoying thing. Uh, one last thing, Jan, you, you know mm. that trade like so well. You go to um, convention and meetings all the time. So um, what do you think Raz would need in terms of um, uh advertisement like like uh flyers and stickers oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and banners that's a good one yeah uh, is that something that really helps uh when you are in a market or in, in that kind of meetings uh, it's always good stuff? like not every market allows it you can just go around and just place stickers or like uh posters hey, to like to go towards that that point towards your booth it always is nice to have like a wooden sign or something with burned in like the, the blacksmith and then maybe add a paper where it's like the number of your booth because I, my, my guess is that they're numbered the booth. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. Yeah, so basically you add that to the wooden one and then you can just ask like a clothing store or something that's like right on the corner if you're allowed to hang that there or something like that. This is something you could do to just how, like... How, how about like, do you... Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the question is like, what of your experience of going to expi- expi- exhibitions and uh, selling at so, exhibitions? Social media, emails, like basically yeah. going after GDPR, it's not allowed to just send anyone, but like existing customers, people you know, people that's been to your classes, um, yeah. you have the benefit that you have their contact data so you can look who's living close by or who's interested. So you can basically write those people a mail if they are some kind of like GDPR sense, if they allow you to contact them, um, do the social media thing, use the hashtags that, that typical I have a, ones. I have a newsletter. Yeah. I, then, have, a, I have a newsletter. Luwensme.no slash newsletter. Yeah. Sign up. We're, yeah, we're, exactly. We're then put, the, put it in there. Just like <laughs> use it's free. Free advertising is bad, best advertising. Use yeah. everything uh, you have there and say, it's like, Hey, I'm going to be at this market or for the first time. I'm going to be at this big market with the full lineup say hi if you're there or something like that. Um, also, from an advertising perspective. Now, I was thinking actually more like just in what to think about when putting up a booth. Or are, are there some obvious things that it has you to have be, learned over the few years that I might It usually helps if about? it's authentic. You are marketing yeah. yourself. It's like Red Set. Don't hide that you're a blacksmith. Um, you you had the ideas with the wooden grate. That's fine. Like look for, make, you have your logo. <coughs> make it big. Make it recognizable. Mm. Make it that every other market they're gonna come. They're gonna recognize you not as just a blacksmith booth, but they're gonna know they got it's your blacksmith booth. Like that yeah. logo is basically 
it has to be the size of your upper body in the back of the booth. Mm. I can just use that picture that I got of make from Maker Camp and just no, have no, that no. as a Let's put, put the logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better, better <laughs> use the logo. <laughs> fine, fine. Um, I'll, I'll take the hint. No, but um, <laughs> stuff like that. Like put it on and all of your products. Like every of your, you, you have that Anvil price tag sign thingy. Yeah. Mm. Make a second one with your logo on it and just add it to it. Yeah. Mm. To like, if they go home and they take that piece in their hand, there's still that little thing with your logo on it, so it keeps in mind. Yeah. Maybe do the logo on the front and the uh, in the back. Do a barcode, uh, like a um, QR code, so they get on your page. Something like that. That's smart. Hmm. Yeah, that could be something. Yeah. This is just like some of the basic stuff that really helps. Honest though, I'm not a big fan of using uh, QR codes and things. Just for the simple reason that it it feels like I'm forcing people to a specific web page mm-hmm. or a specific place, especially when it comes to like the social media thing, oh, where yeah, people if, might be using a whole different platform that I might be on, but... I'm talking from like a normal just, product perspective. Um, if yeah. you want to go on the market and you want to go old school, write it by hand on the back of the label, the uh, your homepage, the address, so yeah. they have to put it in. I mean, I have my business cards though. Do I need more, you mean? Well, they, they're they not just going to take a business card or they're going to throw the business card away when they take the product. If it's on the same tag as the price shield, they carry it with their product. I mean, yeah, I do I mean, I do stamp with my make mark on pretty much everything I make, though. That is also, that also helps, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's not your name. That's not your brand. It's your like a symbol of you but no it says ls it's uh, yeah but it, it like uh if i remember correctly, that could also logo, be an engine can it say again it, yeah it, it could also be an engine <laughs> oh yeah can be okay. so many different things uh your logo is very specific and and i i really like the idea of jan uh putting that very big in in the back people buy a product your and name and your see. face is your identity and, exactly. and that's why people they buy, buy your shit they only want a product so you have to rub your logo and your market like basically you have to put rub it in their face with every mm. opportunity you get this is just how this is why people do stupid thumbnails on YouTube this is why they have right. their watermark plastered over everything yeah it's just uh, it would ever these days it used to be that people would and st- well in some cases people still buy brands and they look for that brand logo but those brands fought their way to be in that position everybody else has to basically put their logo out there and get people to recognize it and this is like mm-hmm. so it's really a quantity question at the beginning until you ha- have made your name out there that's true. So it, it never changes. Like even if you have it to stamp on the product, just make a second one and add it to the price tag. Or if you have space on the back side of the um, price tag, put your logo on there. The best would mm. be with the um, uh, web page with with the address on it. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I could just have a whole bunch of tiny stickers made with just the logo and a web on. And the web address on them, and just stick that on the back. Can do that as well. Yeah, yeah. just that, make it really nice work. and simple. It's just, and it would. It's just one way of doing it. 
Another thing what you can do is, uh, because uh, like I said, the iPad on there, like moving pictures, always people are drawn to stuff that moves. Yeah. So if you have products, you can hang them down for like those, those wind chime thingies. Yeah. If you have products in there and it moves like a little bit, and if you just by accident hit it with your shoulder while walking by, that always draws attention. Like everything that moves, like yeah. everything that's static, people will just ignore and walk by. I can bring a small animal and just mount it badly so it rings a lot and just hit it if I'm bored. Yeah, know, exactly. People comes by. And, and, and people around you, especially at a booth, will love you for those five days. Yeah. Honestly, one of the things I've been contemplating about doing is, um, like, I've been thinking about this for a long while, but having, like, the whole runic alphabet made in letter stamps mm -hmm. so that I can, like, engrave, like, quickly stamp, like, the Mjolnirs and some key fobs and all of that with the Viking runes yeah. and bring an anvil and just do it on the spot. Yeah. Although if you do that, and I think that's a really good idea, you will need someone else in the booth because whilst you're making them, yeah. you will sell stuff. So you, you will need people, yeah. someone mm -hmm. to sell the stuff whilst you're making it, it made sense. Mm. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you will not be enough with two people, I think, if you do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yes. So that that's that's something to do. Also, then there's further thing you can think about if you really want to promote your blacksmithing courses and it's further away up there and you don't you're not sure if people are gonna drive down there. You can talk. People like, travel. It, I will probably move out of Oslo in a few years anyway. So yeah. I mean, mar can, marketing is marketing. I just need to put my name out there and remind people mm -hmm. I do a lot of blacksmithing classes. Exactly. So. But you can make it easier. By the way, it's like and it doesn't cost you anything if you find um, somebody who owns a hotel locally, like a small one with a couple of rooms, yeah. talk to them and sell the whole package with overnight stays with a markup or make a deal with the hotel owner. It's like yeah. I'm, ha I'm having classes there and there. They might be coming from outside. Can you reserve like three rooms or four? And then you just put it out there. It's like as the whole weekend package. Yeah, no. Um, it it's might not be that relevant for Oslo because there's just so many hotels and Airbnbs. Yeah, but people are lazy and they don't want to care about their accommodation. They want to book something. And if there's like, oh, there's a hotel, which is literally like a five minute walk away from that place. Basically, yeah. no, here that, it that's is. That's a good point. I should try to look up for that. Maybe that would be easier on Airbnb. But yeah. 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 Like Airbnb or hotel and just make like a deal with those people and say, it's like, those are my classes. You're getting like three months in advance, like the information. And then I need a certain stock of rooms that are reserved. And then you can just do the whole thing, like just a course or a course with accommodation and give them like a small rebate other than they would get directly like yeah. at the hotel. That's some good brain, big brain thinking there. Yeah. I hope it, helped you and and maybe also people that listen to us like to yep. yeah yeah um, take the leap to exactly a, to a market because that's how we make money um so and i'm really excited for you i'm i'm really looking forward to what yeah. you have to say i'm about really that. scared i bet you are because <laughs> I, I am too but but you have experience in, in in doing markets it's just a bigger one and and it's just a little bit more um distant from where you live yeah. i mean, I mean I'm, I'm scared to it, do my first one because i have everything to learn about markets and to deal with customers and to set up a booth and to uh prep enough stock and so on and so on so you have all that experience already so yeah just, just focus, focus on the experience yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> just focus on the good experience so uh can i start yeah just because i've already been talking a lot 
Uh, House of the Dragon. Really? Kinda good. Yeah, I like it. Okay. I really like it. And the, it's it's too easy to just say it's not Game of Thrones mm. and it's not as good as Game of Thrones, but it's still fucking good. Ab- absolutely. I agree with you. Um, you can't watch that and, and expect to see Game of Thrones again. Uh, yeah. so, but no. they do... It is still Game of Thrones-like. Mm-hmm. It's very Game of Thrones-like. It has the same atmosphere. There are stupid amounts of people who die. Yeah. As it should be in Game of Thrones. Yeah. But what I like the most is... Uh, honestly, it's just how they build up to it. Because it starts out being like, ooh, this is kind of Game of Thrones-like, and then it lowers, l- goes down a bit mm-hmm. because the king that is ruling Westeros at this point from the Iron Throne is known as Viserys the Peaceful. Yeah, sure. So it's really difficult to have like a king that's be really peaceful and then you try to make a lot of drama happen and wars and all of that. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. it starts off, I agree, a little bit. I mean, the first episode is good. Second is dips a bit. And then by the third, it starts to get back up there again. And the finale, I really liked how they ended it and the suspense. The, or the, um, how they build up the motivation for a big climactic scene coming up in season two. Okay, don't say anything uh, because I'm still at no. the end of... Uh, I watched the first episode with the wife and couldn't watch uh, yeah. further. Oh, um, tell me a little bit more. So what exactly uh, did you no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I would just like to say, like, the, the one weird thing about House of the Dragon is just the thing that we know how it ends. Yeah. Like hundred hundreds of year, hundred and seventy years afterwards, because that's Game of Thrones. Like it starts on the premise of the Targaryens having been back vanquished from Westeros, yep. and this is all about the Targaryens. So I mean, there, there's just like how's the journey going over there? And I had to actually check the family tree to figure out like how things fit together because a really fascinating thing is yeah, this is based upon a book that George R. R. Martin wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't recall specifically what it was called, but it was set in this era, and it, it's and it's not the same story. They might they are still building up. I think maybe they might be more than a generation ahead of the story of that book. So it's like, oh, I recognize some of the names from reading that. I know sort of, oh, these people probably are going to survive. But then there's also things like, they they might not. I might misremember things. But then there's like the whole family tree, like you know, like some with that someone with that name, they can't die because the names still exist. But may- maybe there's bastard shenanigans going on. I'll tell you in a few in a few days or week when I'm when I'm fully yeah. done with the thing. It it looks really interesting. I was just a little bit disappointed by the CGI in the first episode, uh, and what yeah, I consider uh, to be like somehow bad casting for. A few characters, but it it looks exciting. Uh, okay, I, I can I can say one thing that is really fascinating. Uh, season one, I think it spans nearly twenty years. Mm-hmm. So the actors who are playing the fourteen-year-old princess is not the same who's playing her at the end. Thankfully, that's yeah. all I, I will say. <laughs> But it was also very confusing when you suddenly have a 10-year time jump and it's like, yeah, I see the white here, but what the fuck is this person doing? Yeah, it happened to be <laughs> a little yeah, bit... Uh, you need 
when I when you I need st- to get through that. But yeah, when I started the season three of The Crown, uh, uh, they mm. changed all the actors because it was like ten years later, so they they wanted to yeah. have like a, a two season probably. Uh, two season uh, contract with all the actors and and after the second um, season they changed everyone to make the actors look closer to what was the face of the character faces of the character anyway um, it can be very very confusing but it's also like going with the flow and so yeah we'll see Uh, good chat mine is actually um a very good, very, very good leather worker that I discovered um, on TikTok. On Instagram. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. Um, oh, I she, uh, the mic. <laughs> <laughs> she's called Sarah Garvey, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, the account is Western Skies Handmade. Um, and it's um, tooled leather bags uh and they are they are really cool they are i mean i i'm looking at um my two or two next leather project there is a bit of tooling involved uh and i was i was searching for ideas um on instagram mr molopon her account absolutely stunning work because uh, if you have ever tried tooling uh, leather, you know how difficult it is and how precise you have to be in order to make it look that good. Um, so yeah, I was very, very impressed with her work. Uh, that's really cool. She has a website and sell uh, the bags that she is making. Uh, but yeah, if you just enjoy good uh, craftsmanship and leather working, work, uh, that's, that's one account that you can go and follow. Nice. Yeah, that, I'll check that was out. a lot of cool stuff. I can check it right now because, yeah, recording. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. So, how about you? Um, pretty sure I've been enjoying that guy um a a lot actually because of my little addiction of the photo cameras and the medium format uh, shooting, and it's a YouTube channel and the guy's called Willem Verbeck. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just a analog photographer or mainly analog. And he lives in the LA area. So I've been really enjoying him, like going out with his medium format cameras and shooting some pictures of like the uh, Mojave Desert and just inside LA of the interstates, highways. So for one, it's a lot, a lot of knowledge. It's interesting. The guy is, from what I've seen so far, really likable. And um, it hits home a little bit. Because old, of old school photography, yeah, yeah, like the, the the really old medium format, the 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 large format cameras, just stuff like that. But also, I like his um, just the format he's doing, just with the laboratory, just the tech talk he does, but also going out and yeah, just like everything about the channel, really easy to watch. And what was the name again? It's uh, Willem Verbeck. That's W-I-L-L-E-M. And then Verbeck, and I'm probably butchering the name. It's uh, V-E-R-B-E-C-K. The thing. Ah, uh, yeah. Red already posted it. Yeah. Because he can spell and I can't. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But you can't spell and make up city names and words all the time. So No, it's the same time. Yeah. You have one, I have the other. <laughs> cool. 
Very cool. Any last little bits? Yes. Nope. Go uh, on Amazon Prime, uh, even though the light uh, in their TV show sucks uh, big time. They have a new show called uh, The Devil's Hour uh, with, and not only, um, Peter Capaldi. Uh, and I think it's really good. It's only six episodes, a little bit over one hour each. Um, if you are into uh, stories that you don't really understand at the beginning, but make sense at the end, but is still a little bit weird and like, yeah, if you like fun stuff and weird stuff. And this one is a little bit gory. Uh, so just be warned that it's not for everyone. But Devil's Hour is really well done. And speaking of the Doctor, did you see the Halloween episode yet? Not no. yet. Not oh, yet. I will. I will. I will. Uh, as soon as my wife is available to watch it with me. I am very excited for next season of Doctor Who. I know. I've. I've. I've seen news. I know what will be happening. Yeah, but and please, like yeah. you already spoiled big part of it and like my wife is trying to live spoiler free at the moment so she's just ignoring social media right now we didn't but, spoil uh, anything it's, it's a it's a standalone halloween episode uh but it is the one that sort of will bridge the mm-hmm. the lineage of the doctor yeah to say and it. i will good. check that out as soon as possible hopefully before next week so we can spoil everyone else <laughs> homework people yeah <laughs> you've been warned we'll see about that yeah uh where people yes, can find thing. us no, last thing. Okay. Uh, as I mentioned briefly earlier on, I have I am attending one market, the one last market of the season, which is in Drabak at Follow Museum, nineteenth and twentieth of November. Drabak. And if you want to order shit from any handmade person, you need to get your arse moving because shipping is a thing yep. and it can be a bitch. Yep. Drabak. Drabak. Yes. Did, did I say yeah. it right? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well enough to confuse people. The rubber. I like the <laughs> And if you want to get a hold of us collectively, you can do that at two thirds focused on any of the mostly social places. And you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and Lewinsmeer.no. And you can find me at the Red Smith or Red Smith everybody on the internet and more specifically at theredsmiths.com. And you can find me at nerdinventor.com where there are links to my social, but also with the new aliases at YouTube at nerdinventor. Yeah. The email today. And oh, the handle? Ah. Dialed that in. Yep. Cool. I have the handle now. Yeah. Mine too. Uh, at Redsmith on YouTube. I don't think I need to check. I don't think I have mine yet. You bastards. Yeah. Sweden is a little bit later. Fuck off. <laughs> and bye. <laughs> bye, everyone. Bye. Have a good week. <laughs>